Glory, hallelujah to you, and welcome to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Mercer, joined as always by St. John Mariano. How are you this fine evening? I am doing outstanding, my friend. I had a pretty damn good week. I just finished a giant platter of chicken parmesan, and I am stuffed. Son of a bitch. You do this to me all the time. You know what I'm hungry, and I'm a fat white guy. I'm hungry all the time, and, and now I'm just craving chicken parmesan like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I mean, the buzzkill was I'm trying to lose a little weight, so I had it, I had it with some zoodles. Oh. You, ever have the, you, ever, you ever have these zoodles? I, I, I have had zoodles, yes. We do have those in Canada. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a weird, like, slime. It, it, it's basically like a slice of zucchini, like, just kind of threaded out like, like a noodle. And it is wet and the weird texture and awesome. it's in the sauce, but you know, it's kind of like a piece of pasta. It's not, not at all. And I'm not hungry anymore. Thank you for throwing that in there, John. <laughs> I feel better now. I feel so good. I want to talk about pop rock and radio. Ken Napsock's pop rock and radio, the big hits, album cuts and B-sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests, sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the pop rock and radio community featuring one John Mariano. Last week, you told us, John, you got a little trouble uh, recommending or uh, requesting some Tesla. Um, has uh, Ken forgiven you for that yet? Yeah, no, he, 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 he forgave me. We, we were playing some Red Dead and, uh, you know, you know j- just, j- just kind of shooting it together. And it's, it's all good, man. Like, he, he appreciates us. He appreciates the show. He listens to the show regularly. Really? Uh, I would recommend that. Huh? I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming in the shower or on the toilet or like while while he he's maybe doing a Seven Eleven run or something, but um yeah no no he's he's really enjoying what we're doing he really appreciated um how we handled last week and um you know Ken Ken's brand is kind of sincere irreverence and we tried to use some sincerity last week on our show and this week we're gonna hit it with some irreverence. That's right. This is show twenty. Uh, we only have room for 18 songs on the mixtape. Currently on there are uh, Lord of the Thighs, Shut Up and Dance, Let the Music Do the Talk, and No More, No More, Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees, Oh Yeah, The Other Side, You Gotta Move, Rats in the Cellar is Side A. But then Side B, we have Permanent Vacation, Janie's Got a Gun, Walk on Water, Seasons of Weather, Chip Away the Stone, Just Push Play, Shame on You, Cheesecake, and The Movie. That's the current mixtape. And uh, we're going to roll another song tonight and see... Uh, if it's going to supplant the song on there. I know last week was kind of a no-brainer. We knew as soon as we got song 19, it was going to take Jailbait off the mixtape. Jailbait is now gone. We never have to talk about it again. But now we've got a, maybe a little bit of a decision here. Is there a song out of the current 18 that you're thinking, yeah, that's going to go uh, automatically? Yeah, I, I have I have one that I'm not crazy about, but I'm curious. Do you have a song in mind? Because like we should not say it right now and, and let it be a little bit of a debate if they're different and if we agree, that could be kind of rad. Yeah, it is. I, I got two that, that I'm nice. thinking if we took off tonight, I'd be okay with. So uh, let's talk about what we currently have on the die. Uh, of course, we've got the dog trilogy, uh, Aerosmith's famous dog trilogy. The reason a dog, walk on the dog, and sick as a dog. I know John is dying to get a dog song. We'll see if this is the week. We also have Moving Out from the first album, Helter Skelter, 
the Beatles cover and Sweet Emotion, specifically from A Little South of Sanity. Not the album cut. We're going with the live cut off of A Little South of Sanity. So, John, out of those six, is there any that stand out to you that you'd like to cover here tonight? I mean, aside from the dog songs? Aside from the dog songs, sure. Um, I would love to hear Sweet Emotion tonight. Like, I feel, I feel like, you know, based on, based on how we handled last week, I need something that's going to just kick my spirits into high gear. And not that any one of these songs isn't capable of doing that, but that's the one capable of doing it the most. I would concur. And I would love to hear a little sweet emotion tonight. And because we both agree, it means it's not going to happen. So what do you say, John? Let's roll the die and see what we do get. Hit it, man. Hit it. Here we go. And we're going to come up with Elter Skelter. The Beatles cover, John, you put this on the die. Tell us about it. Well, I had put this on the die in hopes that this would be the original, like like the first um, cover that we would hear. And it's not. It's the second cover that we're going to hear because we did a honking on Bobo track last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look, I, lo- I love the Beatles. I love Aerosmith. Um, their version of Come Together is one of my favorite versions of that song. And I didn't want to put that on this early. So I settled on throwing Helter Skelter, which is a lesser known track that they covered. Um, and it's it, it's a, Be- a Beatles track, a little bit in controversy and obscurity, partly because of how um, Charles Manson, Manson said it inspired him um, for murders, but that's not no fault of the band. And it's it, it doesn't take away that it's, you know, widely considered one of the first heavy metal tracks and, and um, uh, at least the Beatles version. And Aerosmith's cover kicks ass. Helter Skelter is the second Beatles cover that uh, Aerosmith have done. Uh, this one uh, was a uh, uh, an outtake released, uh, recorded originally in 1975, but uh, not released until Pandora's Box, which is a, a, a box set you're quite familiar with, John. Yeah, no, I am. I'm, I'm a big fan of Pandora's Box. And, you know, th- there was a lot of sentiment with it within the music community um, that Charles Manson stole this song from the Beatles. And for many, many years, there was such a negative connotation because of the acts of violence he did in the name of the song. And, um, you know, U2 covered it and Molly Crew covered it. Um, Bono is quoted as saying, this is a song Charles Manson stole from the Beatles. We're stealing it back. Um, and, uh, Aerosmith had, had recorded it and opted not to put it on an album. They recorded it in the 70s, I think 75. And uh, they, they, they ended up releasing it in 91, which was, uh, what was it, like three, three years after, after, after uh, U2 released it. And, uh, you know, Molly Crew didn't have a care in the world. They released it in 83. <laughs> and not just uh, U2 and Molly Crew, but Susie and the Banshees, uh, Oasis, Pat Benatar, lots of acts have covered Helter Skelter. Rolling Stone uh, called this the 52nd greatest Beatles song of all time. Uh, and like you mentioned, uh, Helter Skelter was a- interpreted by Charles Manson as a message predicting interracial war in the U.S., which I for, you was not Lennon and McCartney's intention when they wrote Helter Skelter. No, no, for, for a band centered around love, um, it's such a shame that this song had such a connotation for so many years. And like, if you know anything about Lennon and McCartney, Harrison and, and Star, it's that they they uh they're a band truly formed up and forged on love. Yeah, 
uh, Paul McCartney was uh, quoted as saying, this is his attempt to create a sound as loud and dirty as possible. And it's actually regarded as an influence in the early development of heavy metal, which is kind of interesting. And, and, and it's interesting because it's not really something you would associate with the Beatles. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's one I actually got to hear uh, Paul McCartney do live in concert not that long ago, and he still just kills this song. It's fantastic. What do you say, John? Let's open Pandora's box and listen to an outtake from 1975. Let's roll it, Corey. Now, the Beatles are known as great songwriters, but they're not necessarily known as top, top flight musicians. They're not really in the top fives when you talk about guitarists and drummers and whatnot, like instrumentalists. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that you can't take away from them is like Paul McCartney is a pitch perfect singer. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out how amazing Steven Tyler sounds at the top of this song. And, you know, Aerosmith as a band is on all cylinders kicking ass on the song. And Tyler is there with these vocals that could very easily pale in comparison next to McCartney and don't. That's saying something, isn't it? Yeah. I'm coming down fast, but I'm miles above you. Tell me, tell me, tell me that you may be your love, but you ain't no dancer. Uh, you mentioned the band Cook, and I just wanted to point out, 1975, this would have been the uh, the sessions uh, for Toys in the Attic. So when you're talking about 70s Aerosmith, this is probably peak 70s Aerosmith. And, and, and knowing Toys in the Attic so well and how that's a perfect album, it's hard to say where this track would fit on there. Not to say that it, it wouldn't fit on there, but if you, if it's a perfect album anything else is going to detract from it. And and it was probably a wise move to keep it off. A different album, I may have included it, um, but I get why it was left off. And you look at the track listing for Toys, you got Toys in the Attic, Un- Uncle Salty, Adam's Apple, Walk This Way, Big 10-inch Record is Side A. Side B is Sweet Emotion, No More, No More, Round and Round, and You See Me Crying. Maybe an Uncle Salty or an Adam's Apple, you could swap out for Helter Skelter, but that's a tough one. Not, 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 not a chance. It's, it's like, you know, when, when I talk about perfect album, like everything feels like it has a place and a reason to be there. And, and, and you know, you're, you're, pro- you're looking at more like, where do I rate these songs? Like, can this go? And maybe it can, but not in the context of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and this would change the rhythm of the album as a whole by replacing one of those songs with this with this track. But what a great B-side. Yeah, oh, this is what, so good. Yeah, if you release like Toys or something as a single, put this as a B-side, that's killer. Oh, I have. I am not knocking this track at all. My mine is more talking about an album as a whole and how it works together and less about like this song 
it's, it's unfair to say like it's not good enough to be on the album. It absolutely is good enough to be on the album. But that album being a masterpiece, changing any any, any aspect of it would take away from what it became. This is as hard as we've heard Aerosmith play. I mean, it's as hard as we hear the Beatles play. Yeah. It's also as hard as we've heard Aerosmith play. And what's amazing is like nobody sounds like they're stranding anything. It's not like you hear tons of feedback on anything. It's not like Steven Tyler's blowing his voice out. But it is hard, heavy, and dirty all at the same time. And you mentioned he's not blowing his voice out, but he, he is all over the place. Like He is screeching as high as he's ever screeched. Um, he's pushing that vocal as hard as he can. And he sounds amazing, but he doesn't sound like he's straining, and and that's what's a, kind of remarkable about the whole thing. And and we can talk about the lyrics, but my goodness, McCartney Lennon lyrics—they don't get any better than that uh, in rock and roll, I don't think. Uh, and you get some great ones in this song, but yeah, just down and dirty and loud—that's what Paul McCartney was going for, and that's what we're getting. And the Beatles are are holding true to that. And any band that has covered this song, it has been hard and heavy and loud. Even a band like you too not known for being hard and heavy and loud, uh, but during Rattle and Hum, uh, this was a showstopper. It's one of my favorite tracks from you 2 on that album, Rattle and Hum, and certainly one of my favorites from Pandora's Box. Uh, what do you say we keep rolling? Keep going, man. So the rhythm there was mostly the bass. You got the bass on the left side and Tom Hamilton with the do 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 And then Joe was on the right side doing the solo. Not a lot of Brad uh, in that section. No, well, I mean, I mean, the Beatles were a four-man four, four band, right? So, they had two guitars, huh? Well, no, they had, they, they had yeah, they had the two guitars. But I, I, I don't know, like, hear, 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 hearing hearing the bass shine on this song is something special, like, the fan is just such a great rift. Like it's one of the great rifts of all time. Um, I was just I was just looking it up because I was curious. And Paul McCartney was playing Vegas back in 2019 and brought Steven Tyler on stage to sing Helter Skelter with him. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Yeah. There's another show I wish I was at. Dan, that'd be that would be fantastic. Because Paul, Paul McCartney today still sings this great, but Steven Tyler. Just that one well, step above. Well, well, well it's it, it, it's it's really crazy. Can you imagine being at the McCartney show and he comes out to do Helter Skelter, and then he brings Steven Tyler out? Like, God damn! I wish I was there, man. That's amazing. And Aerosmith as a band uh, haven't really done this song a lot live. Uh, I was just kind of looking it up here on the stats. Forty-six times they played Helter Skelter live. Frickin' Parison, their other Beatles uh, cover come together. They they've done two hundred and thirty-six times. But um, the most they played this song was in 2006, so quite a while ago. But if, if I'm a fan and I'm shelling out big bucks to see the Vegas residency, I would be more than happy to hear them break out Helter Skelter again. 
you, you know what's really nuts is that Aerosmith reco- records this track while they're recording to- Toys, which is arguably their signature album, right? Um, and you could argue some of the Geffen stuff, and you could argue maybe so, some of the other early stuff. But it really feels like Toys is their real signature album. And, and you know, the Beatles record Helter Skelter on the White Album. You know, their, their signature album. And how would Aerosmith have known in recording it and leaving Helter Skelter off of it that, you know, from one signature album to another, from one great, from a great British band to a great, to a great American band, like, like the parallels are crazy when you think about it. Are you getting why Steven Tyler has been uh, dubbed the demon of screaming? What's crazy is like McCartney screams on the outro of the original and it's a pitch perfect scream. And here, here you have Tyler screeching and wailing and screaming. And it almost feels like he's about to go sip a cup of tea when he's done. Like he makes it seem so easy, like it's effortless and it's, it's remarkable and it's outstanding but also, he just makes it seem so natural. Yep, he really does. One of the best vocalists of all time. So last week on Hanukkah on Bobo, yeah, you, you know, you know, we'll, we'll listen to the song, and I felt like Tyler's track was was maybe a little bit too high against the band. Here, it's the same type of thing where they're competing with each other, but I don't know if it's the nature of this song or just what he's doing vocally in this song. But I love it so much. It's like I hate to contradict myself because I don't do it enough on this show. <laughs> but but like do you notice it here here too Corey? like like it just works it does he, he's accenting the music a, a, a lot better you thought he was maybe in competition with the uh with the instruments and you got to move here they're they're in concert with each other they're in flow with each other in a song that they probably you know cut live in the studio uh during a break when they were cutting toys right oh, let's just bang out helter skelter and, you know, this could have been, you know, just a few takes stitched together uh, for a song that was maybe meant to be a B-side. They threw it on Pandora's box. Uh, it ended up being a, a, a small hit on the rock uh, charts. I think it hit number 21 on the rock charts in 91. Uh, and for good reason. I think out of all the covers of Helter Skelter, and there have been a ton, uh, this is right up there with with the, with the best. Yeah, and, and, and 91 
music hasn't quite changed to grunge yet, but it's starting to tr- trend in that direction a little bit. Like Nine Inch Nails came out in 1989. Um, and, and I know they're not grunge, they're industrial, but 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 like the tenor of music starting to change, the Seattle scene's just getting ready to start. And, and here Aerosmith comes out re- re- releasing a track that's like al- almost 20 years old and blowing the doors off of everything. And, you know, as an Aerosmith fan, as a, as a fan of, of hard rock and metal, this is one of my favorite tracks. That's Helter Skelter, recorded in 1975, but released in 1991 on the box at Pandora's Box. John, outstanding. Love that song. Great, great track. Thanks, man. Like, um, I, I, I threw it on there because, you know, there are some covers that Aerosmith's done that I might enjoy a little bit more. Um, I don't think this one's talked about enough. I wanted to get this out, out there early because... I want I wanted to stick around on that mixtape for a while. I think because of where we've positioned it, um, you know, and how early we're releasing it, th- this one will stick around for a little while. It might not stick around the whole time because it's not original Aerosmith lyrics. Um, it's not original Aerosmith music. So maybe it's not as representative of, of the band. But in a lot of ways it is because um, it's what influenced the band. And it's, it's, it's also um, them paying tribute to... to somebody that they love or a band they love and respect right john i love the beatles but i may love this version of helter skelter better than the beatles version i know that's sacrilege to some but i dug the fuck out of that it it it, it might be their best cover that they that they do i i say that knowing i i like at least one or two covers they do better um and maybe one of the tracks that you don't realize is a cover um, but but it is, and that's going to show my hand a little bit. But um, there's one song that they do in particular that they do that is a cover that people don't realize, and they get credited with the original. Um, and it's uh, it's right up there with that song. All right, John. Now the conversation begins. Are we going to replace something on the mixtape with Helter Skelter? What are your thoughts? So, so I think that you should go first because I'm bo- I've boiled mine down to one track, and I promise and swear to you, I am not going to change the track I would replace, but I would absolutely pick this track to get kicked off and throw Helter Skelter on. Do you have a track, and if so, which one of the two are you picking in your head? I do. And the track that I would nominate to get kicked off the mixtape this week is Shame on You. See, and I was going and I was going, oh yeah. Oh, really? I was. You know what? I was. I think the groove on Oh Yeah is a little better. Um, uh, there wasn't much about Shame on You that I liked, whereas there's stuff on Oh Yeah that I do like. I think Oh Yeah survives a week or two. I I'm I'm gonna stick with Shame on You. Done with Mirrors is not a great album, John. You, you're not a, a fan of the the two songs we covered, really. Um, that was a very forgettable song. I couldn't even hum it to you right now. I, I, I could hum, oh, yeah. I, I don't even know how Shame Ooh. on You goes. 
I just want to point out to you that you picked shame on you. And like, I can't even picture shame on you in my head. It's so forgettable. There you go. I, like, like the reason why I picked Oh Yeah is I remember not loving Oh Yeah, but at least I remember not loving Oh Yeah. I can't even remember shame on you. So I feel like you get the nod on this one, man, on which one we're kicking off. All right. So there you have it. Shame on you is leaving the mixtape. Helter Skelter is taking its place on side two. Um, I'm feeling like, oh, yeah, is not long for this world, uh, which is fine. But I at least remember how that one goes. I don't remember shame on you at all. And the fact that you don't either uh, kind of speaks to the longevity of that song. So it's gone. Boom. Off the mixtape. Uh, taking its place, Helter Skelter. But John, that was your song that we played here this week. So now you got to replace it on the die. What would you like to put on there? We're out of dog songs. So you're going to have to pick something else. Yeah, but you know what dogs love, Corey? Oh boy, what? Dogs love bones. Okay. And I want to go with some bone on bone Coney Island whitefish boy. <laughs> I love this one. Boat on Bone, Coney Island, Whitefish Boy, another song I didn't discover until Pandora's Box. It's a, it, it, it's a fun track. Um, if it if and when it hits the die, we can we 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 can talk about why I picked it. But um, yeah, I feel like this is a fun fun track. I think I think we're getting into into the twenties now. We're getting into the point where like let's let's debate which songs stay, which songs go. And this is this, this is a fun one that, that that is a good point of interest of like, yeah, it probably should be on the mixtape at some point. Uh, th- this would be our second song from Night in the Ruts, uh, Cheesecake being the first. So I'm looking forward to that one. I haven't heard Coney Island Whitefish Boy in quite a while, but I, I remember digging it at the time. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, man, we got a really eclectic uh, set of dice here right now, Do- John, uh, for next week. We got... Uh, <laughs> Well, that's the, na- that's the nature of the show. And um, sorry, uh, have, have, having Sweet Emotion on there being the one outstanding track of like, yes, it's widely recognizable as one of the all-time great songs. Everything else on there is a fairly deeper cut of Aerosmith, right? Like Moving Out's known to Aerosmith fans, but not necessarily to, to the general audience. And then the rest of them are really for, for diehard Aerosmith fans. It's true. Uh, so we're mixing up well. We don't want to front load the, the podcast, right? If we're going to do 300 of these shows, we got to save some of these hits and, and, and sparse them out, right? So Sweet Emotion's still on there. But then, yeah, uh, moving out from the first album, Walking the Dog from the first album, Sick as a Dog, I, I discovered from Live Bootleg. Uh, so that, and of course, and that's an older cover. And the reason a dog... Uh, I couldn't hum to you if you put a gun to my head. I don't think I ever heard that song. So <laughs> we're going to have some interesting ones uh, coming up in the weeks ahead, John. Uh, but what do you say we wrap it up for this week and you tell the folks where they can find you online? Probably can... on Red Dead Redemption, right? You know, maybe on Red Dead Redemption, but def- definitely rocking out the pop rock and radio on Mixcloud, um, supporting and listening to Ken Knapsack. Um, other than that, I-, I listened to this other little podcast called And the Podcast Will Rock um, right. with with uh, you, you and Mark Kamire. Um, that guy's all right. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of his. Yeah, I'm a fan. He has beady eyes. Uh, but other than that, uh, I'm a fan of Mark. And Yeah, and, and, and you, you know, I might have started that on your podcast that Mark has beady eyes. I meant to say, say baby eyes. Like, he reminds me a little bit of Warren Beatty. You know, I see that, actually. 
a young Warren Beatty from like Reds, you know, around that that that. No, no, no. I meant more like an old Warren Beatty, like trying oh. trying try, trying to read an award winner improperly a couple of years ago on an award show. Oh, oh, I see. I don't know if that's a compliment. Then I'm gonna have to tell Mark you said that. Oh, by all means, by all means, if it gets him back on this show, tell tell my tell Mark all you want. Mark's got all the great songs uh, on his die, so we have to get him back on this show so we can get you know, crying in, in, in songs like that. Cause he put all six of those uh, on his diet last time he was on. Yeah. We are, we're, we're going to have to keep having them on to get all the hits out there. Oh, that's yep. We're, we're going to have to do, I'm going to have to, oh, oh, fine. I'll ask him. Jesus. I don't like talking to that guy uh, outside of the Van Halen show, but I'll, I'll sacrifice for you, my friend. Yeah. Well, Corey, where can we find you? Well, they can find me talking about Van Halen on and the podcast will rock with the aforementioned Mark Meyer. Uh, they can also find me at CD Marset on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, they can find me on occasion in the uh, in the room on Pop Rock and Radio. Uh, I'm going to request more Tesla because that still pisses me off that Ken uh, ragged on him so hard for Love Song. I I dig but, that band; they're great. Well, well, I mean, I mean, the end joke there is Ken, Ken will rag on anything I request ever because that's just the relationship we have. Okay, that I understand a little bit better than maybe he wasn't trashing Tesla so much as he was mocking you which is fantastic. I, I can get on board with that. Ken trashes New York pizza knowing it gets under my skin. <laughs> and how could one tra- a trash New York pizza? That's impossible. He says it's basically like put, put, putting sauce and cheese on a napkin because it's so thin. <laughs> I'm not even, even going to go there. Oh, you're starting <laughs> to piss me off, Ken Napsock. I want to talk about Mark <laughs> Meyer's die real quick because he, he, I just brought it up. He has Living on the Edge, Dream On, Sweet Emotion, Janie's Got a Gun, Crying and Crazy are his six songs. So if we ever get starving for a hit, let's just get Kamire on the show and we'll spin one of those. Yeah. 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 Mark, I don't know the band that well. I only know the radio releases Kamire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but until then, my name is Corey Morissette for John Mariano. And as always, we are going to give the final word to Steven Tyler.